What up, guys and gals, dudes and dudettes? It's your boy Rick here, the host of the No Soliciting Experience. I just want to ask you guys a huge favor before we get into today's podcast is if you guys find value, if there's something that you learned, if there's something that you can apply today, I just ask that you share it with friends, coworkers, managers, owners, whatever it may be. If you find value in today's episode, just share it on your social media. Tag me, as you know, most active on social on social media through Instagram at um, No Soliciting Bra. So yeah, let's uh, get into it. Cue the music and get on to today's episode. Cool. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. Um, super excited for today's episode. It's someone who I was recently introduced to, um, and they are doing a lot of big things in the industry. You guys have probably seen a lot of partnerships that they've had within the industry, and it's about time that uh, we have them on. So without further ado, Tyson, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, and for those who don't know you in the industry, can you kind of introduce yourself, give us like a little bit of a backstory on how you got into the industry and doing what you're doing now? Yeah, right on. Thanks, Rick, for the intro and happy belated birthday. Um, so my name is Tyson Kohler, uh, co-founder, CEO of Wipe Credit Restoration. Uh, we've been around for a couple of years now. Uh, Wipe came to be... Um, out of personal necessity, really, I was running sales organization for a uh, debt management and settlement company. Uh, ownership did some pretty shady things that went away pretty quick. But, uh, you know, through that whole experience, I had a lot of money tied up in other things. And, you know, getting vulnerable, I had to short sell home and, you know, had a couple cars repossessed, whatnot, credit went in the tank. A lot of people experience that, right? But how do you get out of that hole? And, through some relationships that were formed, uh, some processes that were done, you know, found a way to dig out of the hole, get back, you know, on my feet. Luckily, I had a, a good woman by my side too that stayed with and you know uh, helped run there. But uh, you know, during that whole process, there were two things that were very apparent: is one, the financial system is stacked against the consumer, one hundred percent at least seemingly, if you don't know, right? And then secondly, is there's a lot of revenue being lost out on because people with low credit can't get financed for anything. So how do we bridge that gap between, you know, the consumer fail to the finance side and help everybody else out in the middle? And that became uh, kind of our mission here is to empower everyone through creditworthiness and bring people from fail to finance. And you know, over time, we're, we're still perfecting that process. Uh, it will never be perfect, but you know, as long as we keep aiming high uh, and try to make it as efficient as uh, you know, cost-effective on the front end, uh, keeping consumer costs low, we're gonna see you know, mass adaptation continue to go throughout the industry uh, and branch off into different verticals as well, which we're you know, excited about the future here. Heck yeah. I love that. And thank you for being vulnerable um, with that uh, time in your life. A lot of people that I know 
who are very successful people, they share a similar story, right? Like one that comes to mind is Chris Lee. I don't know if you know who Chris Lee is. Very similar situation. Lost it all. And now you see him in the man is thriving. Um, but it goes to show, I'm off camera. We, we, we talked about um, high performance and everything that they do. One of the big things that I see high performers do is take a lot of risks. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes those risks have big consequences. Luckily for you, you found the opportunity to be able to dig yourself out because, I mean, we see a lot of people, we've seen a lot of people, a lot of people in our age have lived through 08, which was a very, very bad time in, in the country. I know for me and my family, we lost a lot during that. And it's taken a long time to rebuild. And the thing is, is I think, what people don't understand is credit is something that's so important. It's the ability to just leverage money. And if you don't have like that, the way I see credit is like a sense of trust. If creditors don't trust you. They won't give you money. So it, you could, you know, just kind of wait for everything to fall off, but, or you can just do a few things, right? What you guys do, bridge the gap, get that, get that stuff taken off and start rebuilding a lot faster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it used to be right when 2008 was around, cash was king, right? Mm -hmm. And I was saying now is cash is trash. Uh, I mean, thanks to, you know, a couple of stimulus checks during the pandemic. And now we're, you know, uh, hyperinflation's hitting gas is, you know, $10 a gallon on the West Coast, right? Trending pretty high everywhere else. Uh, interest rates rising, right? I mean, we're going towards another hard time. And uh, one thing that's nice about credit Right. And the space that we're in a wipe is we are recession proof. Uh, we started right before the pandemic hit. And honestly, that, that was the best thing for us. Um, we saw that there was an even more apparent need, not just in the door to door industry, but from business and personal lending, from the mortgage side, auto loans. You know, anybody who offers financing, they're going to be dealing with credit fails and it's now going to be trending towards more of a mass level, which I don't want to say we're excited for, right? Because that means a lot of people are struggling, but it's great for business. Uh, but we're going to show consumers how to flip the switch and, you know, empower themselves to get ahead of the game, not be a slave to it for, you know, the rest of their lives, whether that's their seven to 10 year statute of limitations, you know, for those negative accounts to fall off, Um you know, explain differences between bankruptcies and, and you know, consolidation, uh, all these other things that we have access to or can help direct people that are going to be more beneficial to them in the long run. Uh, it might be painful for a while for them, right? Understanding mm -hmm. that, okay, sometimes it is personal choice that creates hardship. In my case, it was a lot of personal choice, like really just shitty choices. Like I'm lucky I'm still married because uh, that shouldn't be the case. But, you know, other people, it's just victim of circumstance. And that's what we've seen yeah. a lot the last couple of years, people being furloughed, laid off. Uh, now cost of goods is just through the roof and, and they're not getting, you know, the income sufficient to, to manage that or to deal with that. Uh, and that's one thing that we love about, you know, the door-to-door -door industry is, there is a lot of money to be made. Um, you in the solar specifically, right? You're helping save customers a hell of a lot of money 
in most cases on their electric bill, uh, which is going to alleviate you know some other financial stress that they have. But two is that you're in an industry with a lot of high performers who bust ass and make a lot of money so they don't have to go through those hard times. So the gap there is, okay, how do we help people leverage those funds with their credit so they're not you know, just going blowing their whole summer's commission on a new truck, paying cash for a house? Well, let's show you how to leverage your credit so you can make that last, not right relying, right betting on the come for the, mm-hmm. the money to keep showing up, right? Because that's not always the case. Uh, so we got to help educate, you know, a lot of these newer reps or people who've been around for a while just on how to properly manage their their yep. assets with credit that's, being one of those assets. That's true. And it's one of the things that we don't get taught. Being in the industry for eight years, I didn't know about credit until I shot my credit. Like, yep. I think I was like three or four years in. I was like, oh, gosh no one taught me this. Everyone's like, just go make money, go make money, go make money. Right. And now we have people who are like coaching how to sell more, you know, real estate, another big thing, but it's there, there's the gap. It's do this, do all these things, which will make you more money. But normally that cost of opportunity or that cost of entry is significantly high. And a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people leverage everything that they have to level up without some sort of fail safe or without leveraging their credit or leveraging whatever it is that they can. That's one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned over the last two years is the power of leverage. You don't have to do everything yourself. You can leverage other people's money. You can leverage the bank's money. You can leverage um, your network, right? As long as it's mutually beneficial for everybody involved, you should always leverage. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's a great rule to live by, right? It used to be where, you know, everybody's pushing Dave Ramsey, right? And they want mm-hmm. cash, 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 pay cash for everything. Well, there's some people who are able to do that, but that's a very, very, very small percentage. And now, right, you have to be making exponentially more just to cover your basic necessities. So uh, credit is king now, for sure. There's a whole saying that in America, right, you're judged by, by four things, essentially, God, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And you learn that real quick when you try to go apply for a for a car or get a home uh, or even, you know, just basic credit cards, right? So uh, the cost of money depends on your credit score, the total cost, uh, but you can, you can leverage a hell of a lot more, uh, you know, with good credit than you can just with cash in the account. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Tyson. If, if I were a first year rep, right? And I'm starting to make decent money, right? Most kids that go out maybe have one credit card. If yep. that, some kids just swipe everything on their debit card. What what would be a tip for a first year rep to start like really beefing up their credit or at least start the process of um, increasing their, their, their credit? Absolutely. That's a great question. So there's really five factors that go into a credit score. Uh, the majority is... How much do you owe your existing creditors, your utilization rates? Uh, what's your payment history like? Are you making your payments on time? All right, that makes up, those two factors make up 65% roughly of your credit score. Uh, the other factors are a credit mix, meaning if I only have one credit card, I'm probably not going to have as healthy of a file as if I've got an auto loan or a mortgage or multiple cards on there, right? The credit bureaus and all their algorithms that nobody really knows 
what goes into them. They want to see a specific type of uh, diversification of credit or loans on an account for maximum health. Uh, and then you have, you know, hard inquiries. How many are showing up on there? How much are you shopping your credit around looking for funds? Um, and your credit length. So how long have your accounts been open? Uh, those, right, 35% uh, between those three. Uh, so first year rep, one credit card, the biggest thing, keep your balance, two to 10%, right? Don't ever go over, they say 30% is the threshold. Uh, anything above 30% utilization, you're going to start seeing a drop. But the sweet spot is two to 10%. Uh, you'll pay less interest. You're going to show the bureaus and the creditors that you're responsible, uh, that you're able to, you know, maybe be that person that's willing to uh, receive those credit line increases, right? They're going to see you as less of a risk. And then, you know, don't be scared of don't be scared of credit cards, right? We were taught, I don't know about you, Rick, but me growing yep. up, I was taught that credit cards were terrible. Yep. Right. I, I think debit cards are the worst thing that's ever happened to the American consumer. And you'll oh, see yeah. a lot of other financial advisors say the same thing. You don't get rewards, right? Uh, you're basically using other people's money to pay for stuff, right? Use it responsibly, right? Use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off. But uh, I would say, Use your credit, pay it off immediately, keep that small balance. And then just over time, as you keep making those payments, you're going to start seeing a massive jump in your credit score because they're going to automatically offer you limit increases. Uh, you can go apply for new cards, which is going to give you right more of a credit mix, which is going to give you higher utilization, uh, help debt to income ratio, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. Um, one of my buddies who I looked up to, Actually, my friend's dad, actually, he, when they lost everything in 08, what he did, he just went out, and this is a tip I learned from him, he just went out, took out like 10 secured credit cards, and oh. stayed within like, I think, 15 to 20% of his usage, and yep. those are bills that he paid every single month without fail. Yeah. And then three years later, I saw them in, like, I think three, yeah, three years later, he, they rebuilt everything. Like they lost the main house, they lost rental properties. Three years later, they're out buying a new house. So yeah, that's, that's true. And a good a good lesson there too, right? Is it's not always going to be a quick fix, right? So be patient. You got to be willing to put in the work over time. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, right? Things in most cases, we deal with people every single day. It's taken years and years and years to get to a bad situation where they're not passing credit. Right, we're trying to work a miracle and get them approved in 90 days or less. Uh, so we need to help them understand, okay, your behavioral patterns in the past is what got you to where you are. If you want to change, right, this is yeah. X, Y, and Z that you got to get done for us to be able to get you to where you need to go, uh, which will set you on the right path going forward. Yeah, that's true. So, I guess this this is kind of what I what I'm thinking. Like, so if if I were a first year rep, right? We we all have sub subscriptions. We live in a subscri subscription based world. Yep. If I had right now, my subscriptions are about a hundred dollars a month, right on the low end. Let's just say if I stay within ten percent, right? That's uh, that's the key. If I stay within ten percent, I go out and I get a credit card with a thousand dollar limit. 
and I only use a hundred dollars a month to pay for my Netflix, to pay for my Spotify, to pay for all the little subscriptions that I have. That in itself would show the creditors that I'm responsible with my money, which then would lead to higher credit credit limits and opportunity for more credit cards, higher limits, and just overall the ability to borrow more money, right? Right. Okay. There you go, That's guys. A That's a tip. It's a great tactic. You, you stay within it. It's something, you know, you pay every single month. Most people can't live without their Spotify or their Apple Music. Yep. Most people can't live without Netflix. Most people just put the things you can't live without on one credit card, pay it off every single month because you know because you know you can't live without it and just stay within 10% of, of what your credit limit is. Um, how can... So a lot of people, we talk about, you know, buying a house. We talk about investing. Investing requires money. Sometimes we don't have that, that kind of money. How would a rep be able to, what steps should they take to build their credit in order to be able to get the bigger loans? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question. And there's, I mean, steps to that, right? Is one, we got to look at what's on the credit report. Yeah. What's on the credit report, right? Is do we yeah. have negative items that a creditor is going to look at and red flag? Okay, if that's the case, we get those removed. If it's simply just they don't have enough credit history, uh, they need to pay down a balance or something on a card, or they don't have that credit mix, well, there's a pretty nice tool out there that most people don't know about that's called Authorized User Trade Lines. Okay, so Rick, let's say you've got that $10,000 card. Uh, it's under 10% utilization. It's been open for five years. Uh, let's just say it's an Amex, okay? You have a spot available on that card that you can rent out or give to somebody where they're gonna get all of the positive history from that account as if it was theirs, but they won't have access to use the funds. Okay. okay. Uh, we've got a network of a little over 600 of those across the country. Uh, that we can, you know, get added to a file, and seventy percent of all major lenders look at those uh, as an acceptable account to get approved for those higher limits, higher funds. So, in the lending and mortgage space, in the solar space, those are phenomenal tools that we use to get pretty quick jumps. Uh, most times, we're looking, you know, two weeks or less for those to post on an account, and uh, it's one of those things that you know it's. Uh, it's 100% legal. I'll say that. Um, we can't add primary lines, right? We can't make, if you have that card, I can't make myself a primary on that card, but we do have those authorized user, kind of like a joint owner spot that uh, we can get people added on, which is, we're seeing probably, you know, if I were to average it out, probably 80 plus point jumps in eight to 14 days. Dang that's insane. And that's something that you guys recently just started rolling out, right? So we've actually had that for a while, but we use that on a very you know case-by-case -case basis. A certain client has to meet those requirements. Um, we try to keep those trade lines within the realms of whatever client we're dealing with. So age, demographic, you know, what else is on their credit report. But I mean, I've got credit cards that have been open for 25 years that have a $60,000 limit, right? And we can, I mean, those are like 1500 bucks to get that on, but 
the benefits that that gets you, right? You can actually almost piggyback from other people's money to then borrow yeah. other people's money to buy your asset, which is going to pay back the other people's money that you borrowed, right? So there are a lot of different tools that we have access to to help people get ahead of that game. Okay. So if you're a rep, right? And you're like, I need that. I want to purchase a house. I want to do this. I want to get into that. They yep. reach out to you. They go through the, the consultation and yep. then base, like you said, case by case, client by client, depending on what you need, what you're looking at buying, that could be an option for them. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Credit is huge. We're seeing it now. I've learned the hard way. Um, it just, you need it. You're just stuck. Everybody talks about leveling up. Everybody talks about doing all these things, setting themselves up for the future. And one of my buddies actually growing up, um, I say this is growing up, but this was like five years ago. Um, he's a, an old hunter from Montana. Right. Um, his dad taught him this. He's like, look, we, he compared sales to hunting and he's like in sales, you keep what you kill. Right. It's just when you start killing more, you start, you, as you level up in leadership, you start taking care of more people. You're Mm -hmm. responsible for more people. Right. How can you help others? Or how can you set yourself up to where when you're 40, you don't have to continue to go kill. You don't have to continue to go kill what you're going to eat, right? In sales, we know that we make money when we sell something. In solar, we make money when the panels go on the roof. In pest control, we make money when the account gets serviced and it stays active. In alarms, it's the same thing, so on and so forth, right? We make this money, but how much, how much more can we, how much more do we have in this? How much yep. more time do we have? You know, it's getting, when you get older, it gets hard. Like I just went out knocking for the first time in a a little bit last week. I was like, this is so freaking hard. Like (laughs) I, I can't imagine doing this all day, every day. So how do we set ourselves up? It's the investments. It's what everybody talks about. But if you don't have the capital, how do you leverage, excuse me, your credit? So I think this is super important. Um, Besides that, what what other successes have you guys been seeing with um, the wipe? I know my rise is another thing that just came out that you guys are yep. doing. Um, what have been some of the more bigger wins you guys have been seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest one that ties in. I mean, my rise is the for clarification is the credit monitoring piece that feeds into the wipe automation. Uh, the biggest thing we have now is a direct into TransUnion uh, behind the scenes for disputes. So uh, initially, most people know credit repair, right? Generic type stuff, people send in letters uh, that go to the credit bureaus, they gotta wait for things, people to respond in appropriate timelines. Well, finally, the credit bureaus are catching up on the technology piece. So uh, we, as far as I know, are either the first or second credit repair organization now to have a direct in as far as a dispute engine uh, with the credit bureaus. So uh, that TransUnion in, that trickles down to the other two bureaus, Equifax and Experian, and timelines are just gonna continue to get better and better. And we cut fulfillment costs by 
you know, uh, not give too much away by almost about 3000% from what we oh, were paying to what we're, what we're, what we got going on now. Uh, so that is a massive win, uh, that helps volume. I mean, we can run unlimited volume uh, as it was. I mean, we, our goal is to start doing 25,000 files a month. Um, that's a lot of people that we can help, uh, and with technology and automation machines, that's the only way that that scales and is effective. So, uh, very, very excited about that win coming up. Um, another piece of that is the identity protection. You know, over the last couple of years, uh, people are getting more and more desperate. People don't want to work. They're utilizing technology more. So they're finding ways to shortcut and, you know, hijack people's identities and, and go apply for new credit, right? Open loans, uh, whatever that may be. So we have a pretty uh, robust identity protection platform within there as well that can really cover, you know, anything from address, email, uh, bank accounts, cards, anything that you would want to protect medical IDs, any way that hackers can get in and try to, you know, uh, leverage your accounts for their benefit is now going to be protected in real time, which is a sweet feature to have. Yeah, we all hear it. And it it's actually, that's actually very true. Yep. Prior to moving to Texas, I had maybe, maybe one incident with like my card being cloned. I think I have had to get a new card every other month since I've moved to Texas because they just keep getting cloned. I go pay for gas and then like within two hours, I get a notification from my credit union saying that there was an attempt to purchase something. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't spend $3,000 on this. Like I'm not dumb enough to spend three grand on something like on, on this credit card. And it just keeps happening. And it's just yeah. going to get worse and worse. And I, I imagine you guys have been seeing it too. Yeah. I mean, statistics now are just going through the roof. I mean, I think it's one every one uh, ID theft occurrence happens every three seconds now uh, as reported by the FTC. Uh, identity theft is increasing by 50%, you know, year over year, the last three years, uh, trending even higher now. So it's affecting, you know, close to a, if we go by that one and a third, over almost 100 million Americans every year, uh, resulting in, you know, I think I saw it was like $82 billion uh, in, in damages. <laughs> That's not a small number. No, that is so much money. So I mean, we think about that too from yeah. a... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think if we think about that from an organization standpoint, right, is, is, okay, how can we help reps or employees protect their identity? which then in turn trickles upward, right? So we're protecting IP from uh, organizations, their systems, their processes, their accounting uh, information, right? So uh, we're looking at really offering that as more of like a a company-wide benefit for uh, employees and reps to have access to, uh, which at the end of the day just protects the organization as well as the individual themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. That's I love that. So with MyRise, if you were to do the whole MyRise, the credit monitoring, all that, that's similar to like the Experian thing, right? And like Credit Karma, just a little bit more beefed up. Yep. Yep. Pretty similar. There's a few more features uh, within the identity protection piece that's, you know, that is included with the credit monitoring, which we charge $24.95 a month. 
if you want just the ID protection itself, it's nine ninety nine, uh, and that yeah. it's all the features, real time updates. You have a nice dashboard you can log in, see what's going on, um, and gives you steps to rectify issues as well. Okay, so I I think it's dope. I love it. I use it. It's very up to date. So anybody in the space that's looking to monitor their credit real time, highly suggest using it. Um, yeah. So with that, I know we're running a little bit over on time. If there's one piece of advice, Tyson, that you would give the door-to-door reps, um, a two significant, something that would help them in a significant way or something super small, right? It doesn't matter. What advice would you give to the door-to-door industry? Yeah, I think you touched on it earlier, Rick, it's leverage, right? Uh, we're a tool to be used. Call us, let us walk you through a consultation. Let us give you some you know, tips and tricks. That basic stuff doesn't cost the rep anything, right? Uh, we wanna help you guys as much as you can. Now, if you need a lot of help, right? You can, you can shout that out later, uh, but we're going to do something special for for Rick and all the no soliciting bros out there uh, and gals, right? But uh, leverage the relationship, right? Uh, if you don't know, don't be afraid to ask. All top performers, if you don't know an answer, don't bullshit. Call and figure it out. Um, you can dig and find and try to find, you know, whatever you can on your own. That's great. But lean on us. We've got, you know, between everybody here, we got over 30 years of experience in this space. Uh, we can give you pretty much any answer you need. So leverage, leverage, leverage. Yeah, um, that's true. If you're a rep and you can't get the answers from your manager, call wife. Credit is something that's very taboo. You mentioned it earlier. I grew up in a Mexican household. I was told if I was gonna get a credit card, I, to- I was told, if I got a credit card, my life would be ruined. That was so, I, I, and it's funny because my mom uses one, one of my credit cards now. Like, mom, you, it's, it's okay. It was just the information that they had at, with given the, the circumstances then, but credit's not something you should be afraid of. So with that, um, where, where can people find you on, on social media, Tyson? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, wipe.io. Give us a follow, give us a shout out, send us a message. We'll be happy to schedule a call. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're here to help. That's it. Sweet. I would buy that value. Try to add value first. Compensation follows. Exactly. I love that. All right, guys. And with that, we will see you on the next one. Peace. I'm going-